What's going on, Birdland BS fans? It's Saturday, August 6th, and this is episode 13. It's been a while. Matt and I uh, took a break, and, and we'll get into that in this episode and catch you guys up on, on the has-beens and, and, and what's been going on and why we took the break. And uh, also catch you up on some Orioles and Ravens. That's the whole reason you guys are tuning in anyway, at least I, I hope so. Uh, the ups and downs of what the Orioles season has been and recent turnarounds, some surprise moves at the deadline, and then we'll talk about the Ravens and who's left standing. Who's actually out on the field playing right now? Not very many. And then, you know, we'll talk about the the hot topic. Topic everybody seems to be talking about. And Colin Kaepernick. Where's he going to end up? Is he going to end up here? It's not going to be Miami anymore. We'll get into all that this week. Without further delay. Ugh, sucks. Let's see here. Birdland BS Podcast, huh? Let's give that a try. Are we talking now? Is this, is this back? Are I was we about back? to say, is this really happening? It's happening. We're back. Wow. What's up, everybody? Everybody what? listening? We're coming to you live on tape from... Uh, live on tape? Yeah, because this is not really live. Uh, from Fred's theater basement. Man Lord. cave. This, okay, listen. You posted a f- shit ton. Shit ton? Of pictures between our Instagram and your Instagram and your Facebook and your Twitter, Look, everywhere you could possibly post pictures of this damn basement. They're all you different. Posted them. They're all different and everybody needs to see it. It's, it's a beautiful it's, thing. It's pretty it's pretty nice. It's pretty <laughs> it's, awesome. It's pretty right? dope. Uh, this is the biggest television screen I've ever seen. In, pretty in sure a it looks like house. Buck Show Walter sitting in my living room right now. A giant Buck Show Walter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If Buck Showalter was eight feet tall <laughs> and four hundred and fifty-seven pounds, uh, that's, there he is. He's he's ginormous. Live and in person. Uh, yeah. So hey, guys, we're back. Uh, welcome back to the Birdland VS podcast. It's been a little while. Yeah, it's we appreciate we appreciate your uh, your patience with this. I know it's been uh, well. I guess it's been a couple months now. It's right? been a few months. Um, so I guess I guess we'll just clue people in. Yeah. So. So we're doing the podcast, and things are going just splendid. Uh, people are telling us that they're listening. Things are going well. And then I walk into work on a Friday, and they're like, hey, guess what? And I'm like, what's up? And they're like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Get the fuck out. Ouch. Um, that's fine. I can take it with a grain of salt. And honestly, it just got to the point where, like, I like, I just, I, I mean, I've been honest about it on this podcast and other podcasts. It's just, I, I struggle with, like, depression and things like that. And it's just like, mm. shit, man, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I've like, been there Like, before. even fun stuff. Like, it just seems like fun stuff. Like, things that you can do, like, to keep, most people, when they don't have jobs, like, I got to do something to keep my mind off of it. It's like, 
no, nothing is going to keep my mind off of it. And doing fun things feels like I'm shirking some kind of like invisible responsibility, even though I have no real responsibility other than to look for a job. Right. Uh, I'm like shirking this responsibility and I'm doing fun things when I should have a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems like you're kind of being like a free lottery loser at that point <laughs> in my mind. That's like that. That's how I, I classified it. It's just like I, I feel like kind of a, a douche. Well, it's it's real easy to get comfortable doing absolutely nothing. It really is. It's real easy. It sucks having to get up and go to work every goddamn day. Holy shit. That stuff. So, so, but to sit around and do nothing all day, right. pretty simple to do. Pretty it's easy. super easy to do. Um <laughs> So I, I can understand. I caught, I caught up on all my favorite shows. I'm like, sure you did. There was like shows where I was behind in like five or six seasons, and I was like, "Well, I got the time." <laughs> caught up on all the shows that I want to watch. Um, That's funny. What else? Uh, got some other stuff done. But anyway, so long story short, I uh, I got a job a few weeks ago. Nice. And, Congratulations, uh, man. That's awesome. You. So I have a job, and it's like, okay, now 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 in my broken mind. I'm like, well, now that I have a job, you know, I can afford to do the things that I, you know, I, the goals that I have set. And it's like my life isn't put on pause. Now that right. I have a job, I can, you know, not feel weird about looking for houses on Realtor.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, now that How I have is this a job, ever going to become a reality? Now that I have a job, I can write music and not feel like I'm just like some bum musician. Like, no, I could record an album if I wanted to. Right. Um, now that I have a job, I can podcast and not be like. When people ask me what I do for a living, I don't go, well, I don't have a job, but I podcast. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got a job. And like you said, doing nothing is really easy. Holy shit. Waking up in the, that first yeah. morning. I told you it was going to be a struggle. Awful. It uh, was so bad, man. Yeah. It's it, real easy to, to get used to sleeping whenever the hell you want to sleep. You know, if you want to go to bed at three o'clock in the morning just for the hell of it, why not? Right. Which is what I, I don't do. have to get up in the morning. <laughs> and then it's your like, body gets all screwed up with it. Like, and, and like, I'm sure people that have listened to this podcast and other ones know that I really like podcast or I really like uh, politics. Mm. So it's like, I would want to stay up and listen and, and watch Colbert and, and, and the Daily Show and right. Seth Meyers because like stuff happens every single day yeah. with Trump. So I feel like Trump. if I were to watch it the next day, I'm like I'm I'm like backlogged at that point because he's gonna do something that day. Oh yeah. So my wife would be like, why don't you just watch it tomorrow? You know, during the day, why don't you wake up at a normal time and watch it? But like because he'll already have done something, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll and be, then it'll be past tense, right? And then it'll be past tense. It'll be very confusing. So I need to stay up and stay up until two a.m. and watch all of all of these people make fun of all the things that he's that he's done. Uh, so speaking of I just, okay, so your your giant screen is playing right now, and we just saw a commercial for visitannapolis.org. I went kayaking for the first time today. Did you today? Never been kayaking before. Wow. It was terrifying. Yeah, it can be. It's a little sketchy. Yeah, was it a lot of was it water rough? No, it wasn't really that rough at all. It's really? just like I'm kind of a control freak. Uh, so it was like it was super scary just because it was like I don't know how deep this water is. Like we're in Middle River, it's like, right. it's like I don't know how deep this water is. I don't know where I'm not allowed to go. I don't, I don't know what creatures are in this I don't water. Know what's in this water? <laughs> and then when, like a few boats would pass by and the wakes would hit. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, and my wife's just like blowing past me. Because she's tiny and can just, like, scoot on by. And I'm, like, heaving 300 pounds in the water. Like, you don't understand. You have to push, like, way less. You have to push, like, 
half as much yeah. as I do. Your wife's like, wow, you got really wet. No, honey, this is sweat. <laughs> I'm working my ass off in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, so, uh, that's I got, awesome. I got, I got a long story short. I got, I got a job and, uh, I can be a productive member of society. Well, I, I'm glad you're back on your feet. You know, I, I, uh, I miss doing this. I, I miss seeing you. I missed you. you. Yeah, I really did. I, uh, I haven't had a whole lot going on, man. It's been the same daily grind for me, the working damn basement. And, yeah, and then finishing up this basement. <laughs> it's a cool basement. But uh, other than that, no, it's 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 been the same shit, new day. You yeah, know, and nothing changed, um, except for this damn auction site that I'm a part of, man. I that thing is going to take me broke. We, I think you mentioned it on a podcast. I and then have. I think a, a couple people texted me and were like. What's that website you're talking about? <laughs> uh, I got some stuff on it too, dude. And, I, I, it's every day. Every day I'm on it. Every day I'm bidding on something, and every day yeah. I think ah, I'm not going to win that. And, and then, then I wake up. It. I wake up the next morning. And I'm like, shit! I won everything that I bid on. Right? Why do I? <laughs> why do I need an autographed script of Major League? Right. By why, Charlie Sheen. Why, why do, do I, I need? What am I going to do with two Jim Palmer jerseys <laughs> signed by him? Am I going to hang both of them on my wall now? I have. I have an autographed picture by Miguel Tejada. <laughs> so why do I have this? <laughs> Miguel Tejada, he hasn't been reveling since like 2006. <laughs> well, I got I got an autographed Miguel Tejada picture. <laughs> People are going to be like, wow, Birdland VS is doing a lot of giveaways. <laughs> and who's who getting all the shit, shit we don't know Miguel what to Tejada. do with? <laughs> like, oh, I'm a big Orioles fan. That'd be cool to have a Miguel Tejada. That's what I thought when I bid on it. And then when they were like, hey, you have to pay this amount of money. I'm like... Well, that was stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> it's fun if you just win it. It's it's not fun if you win a bid war on well, it. Well, that's the thing. Like you look at these prices and you're like, damn, dude, an autographed jersey signed by that guy for, for that amount of right. money. It's like it all makes sense to you. And then once reality comes in that you're the owner of it, you're like, What the fuck am I gonna do with that? <laughs> really? Like you that was also dumb. a little barren here though, so you could probably afford to add some some weird shit. Well what I wanna do is I wanna actually put a couple of movie posters. I wanna do a Field of Dreams poster, I wanna do the major league poster, okay. a couple of jerseys on both of those walls i've got football helmets and baseball helmets that i want to hang on the wall so it'll be done it's just it's it's all money man yeah. all that stuff just the damn framed uh movie posters mm-hmm. are like 150 bucks a piece holy crap yeah it's 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 insane but yeah, daddy gets what daddy wants you just gotta <laughs> just gotta pay for it that's all <laughs> uh, you are an impulse buyer i am very much uh, uh speaking of impulse buys i finally have my cup Nice. Yeah, this this baseball we talked about it on the podcast months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. These sweet baseball cups that you got us made. Where are these, what's the company called? Can we just uh, give Lumberland. Lumberland.com or if you find these them things, on uh, Instagram at Lumberland. Yeah, man, these things are so cool. They're they're cups made out of baseball bats. I finally got mine. It's super cool. Yeah, they are pretty well. Um and and we 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 we're, so you're listening to this. Normally we would do the podcast on Fridays. It'd be out by Sunday. All right. Now that you're listening to this, let's let's just get some things out of the way. We've decided to change the date on the podcast. One. Because recording on Fridays fucking sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Like, hey, do you want to go out and, you know, go to the movies with your friends? No, I have to sit and podcast and then sit there and edit it for three hours. <laughs> yeah, your, well, Friday night, your Friday night's basically shot. <laughs> right. And you already hate Monday, Mondays anyway. You might as well liven it up with having some podcasts and then hate it again once you have to sit there and edit it for three hours. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> um, so it'll be like a, a weekend, rec- uh, like a week recap. But like a lot of things happen on the weekend. Football season's coming up. Right. So 
we can we'll recap. be able to uh, live broadcast f- from Monday Night Football That's as true. well. So we'll mm-hmm. have Monday Night Football playing in the background and yes. a recap of all things NFL. Sure, uh, you know, literally the day after. So right, you get it, and we'll you can see if we were right or wrong. Right. For the Monday night game and, and the Thursday night game. Exactly. And there's less prediction going on at right. that point. Because we I can like already it. talk about what's already happened. Right. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, a lot been going on in, in, in the world. A lot been going on in sports. Yeah. Uh, the roller coaster that is the Orioles has been... Whew. Roller coaster is, emotional, is very... Emotional, to say the least. Yeah. Very good word for it, man. Uh, they're... Their up and down season, especially since we, uh, since we've been off the air, mm-hmm. um, you know, they really, really took a dive there uh, to the point where everybody thought, well, better off just selling. Yeah, uh, you know, at this point, let's just start rebuilding for the future. We're not going to be able to keep Manny, and let's get what we can for him. We're going to be able to keep Britain. Let's get what we can for mm-hmm. him. And and honestly, I was on board for it uh, because the starting pitching was god awful right i mean it was terrible i mean even bundy the one shining star that we had in the beginning of the season i think the 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 grind of the season and him not really having the the innings built up and all that stuff in his career had had just caught up to him i think he's tired and uh you know he was the only one carrying the staff there for a little while but you know dan duquette surprised everybody and he was, people had their pitchforks ready. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like they were ready to march on the warehouse. Yeah, if you don't sell and we don't get a shit ton of prospects for Britain. It'll be like the Baltimore Riots Part 2. Right. Except it's over baseball. At this exactly. Point. And what's he do? He buys. He, bu- he bought it. <laughs> and he, he, go- made, he bought Hellickson. He goes out and gets another, what like, the hell? 4.75 ERA pitcher. Right. Who admittedly hates pitching at Camden Yards. Yeah, says he hates it here. <laughs> he absolutely he can't stand pitching all here. the time. Ugh. Right. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, you're thinking, all right, well, maybe that's just a Band-Aid to help, you know, relieve some innings for Bundy and that kind of thing so you don't blow his arm out. Okay, maybe that makes a little bit of sense. Sure. Let's still move Britain and get some prospects. Well, here comes the uh, the trade deadline, and what's the breaking news? Orioles trade for Tim Beckham, shortstop from Tampa Bay, and you're scratching your head. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. What, what are we picking up Tim Beckham for? Yeah, what the hell do we need this guy for? Yeah, I mean, what's his name? Um, Tejada has done a pretty decent job stepping in sure. for, for Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not hitting for a lot of power or anything like that, but he's got a good glove and all. And But, you know, when, when once I actually, like, settled down, my blood wasn't, like, boiling anymore, and I really, like, took a minute to, to – to think about what he was doing and, and to analyze it. It makes a lot of sense. The guy, he's a number one overall draft pick. Um, not, you yeah. know, not just a first rounder, number one overall. Yeah. Um, wasn't really living up to the expectations in Tampa Bay that they had hoped for, but he was having one of his best seasons and he's under team control until 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So picking this guy up, is going to save you a ton of money investment in shortstop over the next couple of years. You've got a more than capable shortstop. He adds speed to the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and J.J. Hardy, I'm sorry you know, for all those J.J. Hardy lovers out there, but he's not going to be back after this year. Not at all. I mean, no his, as soon as he signed that contract with us, I mean, it was like brick wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no gradual fall with J.J. Hardy. He literally fell off a wall and uh, hit rock bottom 
He just has not been the same player. So to get him and, and what's he done since he's been here? He's had more home runs than J.J. Hardy in a week that he's been here. Dude, it's insane. Uh, yeah, he's 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 destroyed it. He had the 25th hundred yep. uh, Orioles hit. Oh, Orioles home run at Orioles Oriole Park. Run. And then Oriole he had Park. the 10,000th home run of all time in Camden Yards. Right. This, this, like he, man. What? Li- which, listen, if if any of our listeners have anything to do with 105.7, you <laughs> sons of bitches. I am real pissed off that this guy, if if you selected other, then you, you win the free ticket. So they were giving away free tickets for uh, the 10,000th home run in, in Camden Yards. Who's going to hit it? Right. Uh, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be and it lists off all the Orioles players? I picked Mancini. You picked Scope. Right. And then this is before the, the trade deadline, before yep. before uh, this guy ever touches touches soil. And There's even the a sniff of him yeah, coming we, we, here. We right. would have no idea that this right. guy is coming here. Uh, then he comes here and just starts hitting home runs left and right. Yeah. He had one today again. Yeah, it's it's incredible to think this guy's been here less than a week, and he's already got two of the most historic home runs in, in, in <laughs> exactly. Oriole history. Like, he is officially in the Orioles history books. Oh, yeah. No, we're we, – they you know. and yeah. I don't – I haven't seen any, like, post game with him or anything. Right. I, I'm sure that he has to be on cloud nine. Right oh, now. he is. I, I've just watched like, quite a few interviews. Just with him like already. Baltimore is the greatest city. I'm like, well, calm yeah. down, dude. <laughs> wait until you wait until you get into a slump. Well, he hit the tenth. <laughs> he hit the ten thousand home run last night, and they gave him a curtain call. And he's like, they don't have enough fans in Tampa to do anything like that and give you a curtain call. Right. He's like, so I'm loving life, you know. And yeah, he, that's cool. And I think it's it's just one of those things where, you know, some players just need a fresh start somewhere. Sure. You know, yeah. I mean, you get into that. <laughs> You've seen it with every pitcher that we've ever gotten rid of. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And some people just need a fresh start and then yeah. they go and become Cy, Cy Young award winners. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, like player of the year. And, ugh. Right. And finally one actually works out in our favor where the guy comes over. Now I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch or anything. Cause <laughs> as soon as I say something, he'll, he'll yeah. start to tank or something. But my biggest fear with him is uh, that, you know, I wouldn't say that he's getting to this point, but the whole I like our guys. Right. I'm a little worried that when Hardy gets better, Buck's yeah, going to put him back in. We were talking about this the, last night, and I just – I understand what you're saying, and Buck knowing is a, how Buck is loyal, a loyal guy. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's knowing how him, loyal right. Buck is to his guys and that kind of thing. I can honestly see him doing that, but I think that if he does that, that's one of the worst managerial decisions he'll ever make here. When it comes to his his poor managerial decisions, I always feel like it's loyalty based or well that was the plan. Right. Um, you know, he doesn't adjust for Buckshaw Walter for for the manager that he is. He often more often than not will not adjust for what's happening in a game. Well, that right. was the plan, so that's what we're doing. And I get that, um, but this guy is hitting out of this world right, right exactly. now. You know, so you ride with him for a while. Yeah, hopefully. If three weeks, four weeks down the road, he starts stinking up the joint, well, yeah. then, yeah, you switch back to Hardy sure. and that type of thing. But you don't take a smoking bat out of the lineup. No, I agree. And that was kind of, and if you remember in the beginning of the year, it was the same story that I was worried about with Mancini. I thought that they were going to yeah, overlook Mancini and what he was doing in the spring training and what he had did last year in AAA and not give him a shot at the big leagues. But what – what what did that do when they yeah. finally gave him the shot? I mean, this guy's hit 20 home runs now, uh, you know, here in his first big league season. He's hitting right around 300. If it wasn't for a guy in New York named Aaron Judge, this guy would be rookie of the year, no sure. no doubt. 
Um, but unfortunately, you know, he, he comes in a year where Aaron Judge is uh, tearing the cover off the balls. Did we um, have we even talked about Aaron Judge on this podcast? Yeah, I'm sure we've talked. I about mean, him. like just like is this before Aaron Judge was Aaron? I feel like we stopped before Aaron Judge became Aaron Judge. Uh, he's been Aaron Judge all I mean, you damn know, you year. Know what I, you know but what I mean, though. Like just the like, the All Star game and the home run derby that really is what set just, it apart. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was where it was like, okay, this, this guy's, guy's a freak for real. of nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy can sneeze and hit a ball 400 feet. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's really cool to see the team actually starting to turn things around a little bit. And now, um, now when I go on Twitter, it was like, it's like, thank you, Dan Duquette. Yeah, right. You know, total like, night and day. And, and I, I do appreciate the people like. Because they're like like we've said before, there are there are specific people like that are that have a lot of followers when it comes to Orioles fan base. Right. You know that thousands upon thousands of people follow these guys, and you know they run their mouths a lot, and they're homers and what have you. And you know when Manny strikes out, Manny's the worst player that's ever played baseball. Right. And you know when Manny hits a home run, oh my gosh, Manny, come here, let me kiss you on the mouth. Like it's just <laughs> it's it's there's Open no mouth, please. there's no middle ground. But I have appreciated the ones that are like. Dan, I was wrong. Right. I'm sorry. You, you, you must have seen this coming. How often do you see that? Right. Like, like it, it's <laughs> not a matter rare. of like, oh, I love Dan Duquette. I've always loved him, which, which is what they'll do. Right. And not mention any of the terrible things that they've ever said oh, about yeah. Dan yeah. Duquette. But it's like, Dan, and then I, they go Dan through... I said some terrible things. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head. Or you get the ones that, you know, the try to be the Twitter GMs and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they bark when, when things are going bad and all that stuff. And then when things are going good and things turn around, they go back and they delete their tweets that they sent two <laughs> months ago uh, about how bad. Disclosure, I'm deleting all my tweets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, we, uh, we didn't get it. To, that happened so fast. We never got a chance to talk about that. Scaramucci. Um, What's that? Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, God, yeah. Did you see that full disclosure? I'm deleting all my tweets. It's like no. the most backward sentence that, that's ever been said is full disclosure. I'm deleting all my old tweets. Well, then there's no full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dele- you're deleting everything. <laughs> uh, that's that's what if, if there's anything that sums up the, the Twitterverse and Baltimore baseball, it is full disclosure. I'm deleting all my old tweets. <laughs> yeah. That's basically every uh, O's Twitter GM out there in a uh-huh. nutshell, pretty much. Uh, no, nah, man, it's, it's, it's been really good to see the turn, uh, with the team and everything. Cause I was, I was, I, I honestly, about a month ago, not even a month ago, three weeks like, ago, like two weeks ago, yeah, we were sitting out of, at, at Bateman's and it was like, well, season's over. Yeah. Let's sell everything. Let's get what we can in return. And, you know, just plan for the next couple of years. That's, that's really where I was with everything. Not that I'm, I'm that type of person that, you know, some of these people want to trade, right. you know, Ubaldo for Clayton Kershaw. Like, come on, be realistic. Like these (laughs) trades that you bring up are just absolutely absurd. But, you know, when you know in the future you're not going to bring a Britain back because you're not going to be able to afford him, he's at his highest point trade-wise right now, you know, value-wise. Get Get what you can get for him, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the way I was looking at it. But I think Duquette is just like, you know what, look, I'm under contract for these next two years. So my job is to try and make this team win a World Series. Right. I'm going to do everything I can to get this team to win a World Series. I'm going to go in all in these next two years and keep these guys around. And if he gets a renewed contract after the two years are over, you might see more of a rebuilding period. Right. And and I'm sure that would probably be part of the negotiation with Angelos is just say, look, temper expectations. This is what we need to do. Right. But right now in the contract that he's in, you know, with this five-year window that we've had at playoff runs, this contract was for him to to win a World Series. And 
He's, and he's giving up, he's not gonna. You know, he's not just gonna throw in the white towel. And it's a good thing. I mean, because right now, I think we sit like two games, two and a half games out of the out of the wild card. Right. So, I mean, anything can happen these next couple of weeks. The the Yankees could hit a brick wall. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but none of the teams in the AL East have you know, really run away with it. No, no. I mean, we're all clumped together, which mm-hmm. is typically what happens I mean, this gr- time granted, of year. Granted, we're, we're seven and a half games back from first in the AL East, but I don't right. think anybody's expecting us to blow past everybody. Like, if we can make it into one of the two wildcard spots, there's no reason that we can't beat the Yankees. There's, there's no There's team. no reason that we can't beat Boston. There's no reason that we can't beat Kansas right. City. Like, exactly. beat those teams this year, you know, on different occasions, we could do it again easily. And a right. one-game play wild card that there's no there's no reason we couldn't beat any of those teams the big question mark and it's it's been the same question mark all year has been the starting pitching with us like you know do we have the starting pitching that can get us through a playoff run and my answer to that still even with no the way that they're performing (laughs) right now is simply no No, no they 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 don't um you know I, i think they made a good move was it yesterday or the day before by putting tillman in the bullpen Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, he took it like a champ. You know, he wasn't happy about it or whatever, but he understands yeah. the move. And, you know, it's either him or Ubaldo. You know what you're going to get in Ubaldo. But, look, he just went out and gave, uh, I think, five and two-thirds today uh, where he only gave up a run. Um, his last three starts have been very good. This is the Ubaldo that we usually get this time of year. And this is why you don't just give up on him in the middle of the year, because if you do, you're going to regret it come August and September when he's pitching lights out against you. Yep. Uh, so he's doing what we typically expect of him. Uh, Gosman has been working with, um, you know, the pitching coach, Roger McDowell, and he's made a few adjustments to his delivery. Yeah. Um, and it's made a world of, of difference with him in the mm-hmm. last couple of starts. I just hope that that trend can continue. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, Hillickson, I granted it was just one start, but he came out and him and, and Caleb Joseph uh, picked it up like they had been yeah, p- playing catch for years, you know what I mean, and pitching to each other for years. He was very good with the ball, command the ball well, Change his speeds well. He doesn't have blow by you fastball anymore. He used to no, yeah. when he was younger with Tampa Bay, but now he's a pitcher and right. he's he actually did really really well the other night. So again, tempering expectations. It's just one start and all that kind of thing. But if he can add, you know, a couple more wins to the end of the rotation, there, sure. I, you know, it really does help bolster like we, things. We are two and a half games out of the wild card. If you right. can, if you can, you know, get three four wins. In the next few weeks, that that makes it up for us, right? Know, at that at that point, it's definitely not a problem with the hitting. I mean, you've got scope, <laughs> no, freaking home run contest. Oh my god, Sco- every single game it seems like. I, I I don't I don't know if you've looked at Scope's numbers lately or whatnot, but he again, if it weren't for a guy Aaron Judge in New York, he would be number an one in MVP yeah. in American League easily. Um, I mean, the guy's hitting over 300. He, uh, I want to say if he's not tied for the league lead in RBIs now, he's second in the league in RBIs for a second baseman. That's absurd. It, it really um, is like when not, not only for a second baseman, but just like, when is the last time that Baltimore had a consistent over 300 hitter? 
Oh, it's it's been it's been. I, I said that I think earlier in the po- in the podcast. Oh, like, really? We oh, haven't. You know I think you did. Yeah, really? No, no, no. I mean, honestly, the last three hundred hitter that we had was Markakis, and he was pretty consistent with it. You know, he, yeah. he'd get close to three hundred. But we, I mean, back in the late nineties, like when we had Roberto Alomar, and yeah. we had you know Rafael Palmero, and we had all these guys that were hitting around three hundred. We took all that for granted back then, because I mean, it's been that long. Yeah, it was part for the course. Right. It's been that long since we've had it. And <laughs> Golf pun. Sorry, there's golf on the TV right now. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. Um, no, nah, it, it's just it's really good to see Scope. And my thing with him is they need to act now. They need to pay that man. They need to pay him now because yep. every single day he prices himself further and further out of the market mm-hmm. because he's going to end up getting one of those Robinson Cano, you know, second baseman type contracts sure. that you know he got in Seattle for two hundred plus million dollars or Absolutely. whatever. He's worth it. Look, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna keep Manny, you better keep scope. Yeah. If you plan on having any key pieces and and really having somebody to build your team around, I mean Adam Jones, he's still a great player, but you know he's yeah. he's in his thirties now. Mm-hmm. You know he's 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 I want to say he's thirty two, um, so he doesn't have too too many years of his prime left. Right. Um, you know, eventually he's going to have to be moved out of center field and moved over to left or moved over to right and that kind of thing. Um, and then his production, I'm sure, is going to drop off here soon. So you need a good, young, solid core, you know, to bring up. And and if you're not going to invest that money in Manny, where else are you going to put, you know, where else are you going to put it? Right. And Scope is definitely the guy. Scope and Mancini for that, mm-hmm. for that matter. I mean, Mancini, you still don't know what you're really getting out of him position-wise because could he play outfield? Yeah, he's a serviceable outfielder. Mm -hmm. Um, He's more geared to be a first baseman, but you've invested all the money and all the time into Chris Davis. I think we're paying for him until 2045 or something. (laughs) You know, who knows when that contract ends. But uh, you got to start putting money out there now because if these guys continue to play the way that they're playing – they're going to price themselves out of town. There's, at this point, there's blood in the water. Exactly. And, and the sharks smell it. Right. And, you know, especially with Manny coming up, mm-hmm. people, everybody are all everybody are all around baseball knows that relationship. So do I have the money to sign Manny and Scope? Could I pick both of them up at the same time? Yeah, maybe I could. You know, Phil, Philly could easily pick them up, you know? Yeah. Philly, Philly has so much money. Dude, <laughs> I, it's going to be, in my. this is my opinion on the whole Manny situation, when it when it comes, it's going to be a bidding war between the worst teams in baseball. You're going to see Philadelphia, sure, mm-hmm. and the Marlins both going to a bidding war. He's a Florida guy. Yeah, he's from Miami. You, they they're already having a hard time drawing people to that stadium. Mm-hmm. What better way than to sign a a homegrown kid mm-hmm. that's one of the best players in baseball? You got him and Stanton on the same. Him team? and Stanton, Ooh. right? Yeah, exactly. It, it it's going to be a bidding war now. And don't think that the Yankees and the Red Sox oh, and those yeah, kind of no, guys no, aren't going to get into I, it too. I think what's going to end up happening is uh, is that because Harper had his one year extension added on, right? I think that Manny 
and Mike Trout are going to go to the same team. I don't know what team that is. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Philly, just because Holy Mike shit. Trout is, is a Philly boy. I think they're going to end up at the same team, and then Bryce Harper's going to either end up a Yankee or a Marlin or if a that Red were to Sox happen, or, or something. There would have to be an escort of Brinks trucks just bringing them in <laughs> in money. Just, I just mean, the, the, Scrooge McDuck money. Just, yes, like a safe of just coins that you can go swimming and dive in. Yep. It's, it's going to be stupid. I don't know how much money that would cost, but like the thought of it, it's it's got to be almost a billion dollars that you're going to be spending on just two players. What do you think about it, right? You're spending 300 probably plus on Manny, and if you're spending that on Manny, what are you going to spend on Mike Trout? Probably the same thing. Damn near a billion dollars yeah. on two players. Six, $600 million. Oh, my God. I, I just... Uh, uh, I'd love to see it. I'd love cool. to see I mean, those it, two like, players on a team. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Like you don't obviously you don't want to see it because you're an Orioles fan right now, but like for baseball's sake, that'd be really fucking cool to watch. Oh my god, yeah, right. And if that team, whoever that is, can't Ooh. sell tickets, well, well then, they need to get the hell out of town yeah. and move that team somewhere else that'll appreciate. Well, what if, got. if it's if it is Philly, like let's just be honest about it. <laughs> that team needs to be nuked anyway. <laughs> We all know how I feel about Philly. Anyway, so moral of the story is is that two weeks ago we were saying bring on football. Yeah. We're done with baseball. But now the tune has changed. I say give it another two weeks. Uh, yeah. Preseason hasn't even – well, it starts this week. Preseason starts this week, but, uh, you know, give it another two weeks. If you want to abandon ship at that point, abandon ship. But I, I think the Orioles are going to be half a game out, maybe a game out, maybe maybe even be in the wild card spot at that point. Right. Yeah, they just, like I said. Or they'll lose a shit ton of games, and who cares? Football's here anyway. It's, it, it all relies on the starting pitching. Yep. The the the, the bullpen's still here. Britton Brock and O'Day didn't go anywhere. The bullpen's sure. still here. They've got really good pieces out in that bullpen to the point where I was I was okay with them losing, like I said, Britton, Brock, O'Day, any of them or all of them, because we do have pieces out there that could have filled in for them, yeah. and we have pieces in the minor leagues that can come up and fill for them. Uh, but we have them all. Uh, the team is hitting the cover off the ball. Like you said, I think they hit. Uh, well, they hit three in a row today. I want to say they ended up hitting five or six yeah. today total. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are hitting the cover off so the I ball. Fine, ended up being twelve to five, twelve something, something like that. that. I didn't even pay attention to the final score. We were blowing them out. Um, but yeah, so it, it's all going to come down to the starting pitching. Yeah, and uh, you know one one interesting piece. I don't I, I don't know how much or how close you've been paying attention, but uh, probably not very close. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of uh, one of the uh, small acquisitions that uh, Duquette made uh, early in the year was picking up uh, reliever Miguel Castro yeah. from mm-hmm. the Rockies. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't even remember what we gave up for him. It was like next to nothing. Um, but this guy. He came in the other night after Tillman was getting shelled yeah, mm-hmm. and pitched six scoreless innings. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this guy's got crazy movement on his fastball. He's he's a he's a high velocity kind of guy, ninety six to even up to ninety eight uh, mile an hour. If they can get him stretched out, I don't know if they're going to experiment with him this year as a starter. But mark my words, if we're doing this at this time next year. I guarantee you he'll be a starter uh, in our rotation next yeah, year. Yeah, like from the way that he pitched the other night, I wouldn't be shocked now that I think about it. Right. He's that's, got that's, three that's, good yeah. pitches. He's got a ton yeah. of movement on his fastball. His whole thing his, <laughs> over his career has always been command. 
has okay. always been control. Uh, that was kind of one of the reasons I think Colorado was starting to give up on him. Uh, but since he's come over here, he's done pretty well. And to watch him pitch six innings the other night and see how well he did uh, got me kind of excited. I, I think that uh, I that would be another low-cost uh, dumpster dive kind of fine for Duquette. Um, I, you know, I, I hope to see good things from him in the future. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's, let's put baseball to the side and let's, let's do this. Cause it's all I've heard about all week and really foosball is I'm ready for it, man. I'm so ready for it. Yeah, me too. Um, is, is but apparently baseball. none of the Ravens are cause they're just <laughs> dropping like fucking flies. <laughs> they are, they are dying off like, uh, <laughs> like 1930s, you know, like old people yeah, at a, at a like, retirement like, facility. Like, right, exactly. Like. <laughs> Like the life expectancy of, of an older person in like the 1800s. It's like they're, they're dying they're off. Pretty sure the Black Plague has come back and disturbed the Ravens. Uh, Marshall Yana's like, don't act like the sky is falling. I'm like, bro, the sky's falling. Dude, the, <laughs> like, the sky's on the ground right now. Right, what are you talking the, about? It already the sky fell. is straight falling. Um, <laughs> you know, with, you know who, who do we even begin with? Well, I mean, it started in the beginning of the year, um, beginning of the off season, just uh, doing mini camps. I think where we lost Tavon Young, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a good young corner that we picked up in the draft last year, who was projected to be yeah. our slot corner starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the way he looked last year, but uh, blew out his knee, and he's done for the year. Um, man, where do we go? Where do we? Like you said, the the offensive line was already. Question marks right. across the board. You know who was going to start. Now, <clears throat> you've got Stanley on the left tackle side. You've got Wagner, um, Ricky Wagner. The no, not Ricky Wagner. Um, Alex Lewis. I'm sorry, got the names confused. Alex Lewis, the rookie from last year. He's going to play left guard. This the big question mark has been center, which John Harbaugh seems to be pretty high on uh, Ryan Jensen, right. that he's a mauler, he's a big body, sure. that type of thing. But um, I don't know how much he's played center throughout his career. So that's an experiment that you're, you know, you're taking. When you've got somebody like Nick Mangold, you he's know, out sitting there. out there as a free agent, which that that whole they situation. They have to on him for a reason. There, that's what I'm saying. It's not, just, it's not just them either. It's everybody. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. passed on him, you know, and that that, that throws up flags He's got skeletons me. in his closet or he's got some kind of injury. That, some, some, yeah, something's some, going on. Yeah, exactly. And they did that last last year. Um, what was his name? They were going to bring in a left tackle to back up uh, Stanley because they weren't sure how he was going to do. He was a rookie. Right. Um, God, what was his name? I can't I think know. of who it was. He, he's a veteran tackle. Uh, he was like a high draft pick years and years ago, but he's had injuries throughout his career. And they brought him in. They were going to sign him. Then they did a physical, and they were like, ah, maybe not. Be good. And then he signed with somebody else, and like the first week of practice, he was out for the year. I, uh, I can't remember who the hell it was. I can't think of his name right now. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so we got that. And then who else? Uh, so Gilmore is gone. Gil- yeah, Gilmore's gone for the uh, year. Saragusa is gone. Well, that was where I was going with the whole offensive right, line right, thing. Right. You know, you're already shorthanded, and then the one guy that you draft in mm-hmm. the fifth round, thinking, well, you're not going to get much out of a fifth rounder. They were actually really praising this guy, sure. really building up, saying that he's he's. I just you like know, to mention that you were like, "Why didn't New York draft through? They need every, they need everything, especially <laughs> an offensive line. They need Saragusa. Uh, well, 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 you need offensive line help the whole way." 
across the board. Listen, we still got Marshall Yonda out there at left listen, guard. We're, we're, we're going to play a game of, of jackpot this year. <laughs> the Giants are going to play a game of jackpot between uh, between – you know, OBJ and Sterling Shepard and <laughs> oh, shut up! Whatever. He sprained his ankle. Listen, you played sports. I played sports. Spraining your ankle can hurt more. No than No doubt, a dude. I, I I rolled my ankle one time playing basketball. And you man, your foot fell oh off. my god, dude! I, I really did. Yeah, like, like it's like it swelled up the size of a damn watermelon. I, I, I think I've broken one or two bones in my life, like just like like fingers, right? And like the pain of rolling an ankle compared yeah. to like some of the other pains that I've experienced in life. Like I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> well, I can tell you now, I don't know the severity of it. I don't know how bad he rolled it, but one, he was crying. So I can imagine it had to have been pretty bad. That's not a quick injury that you come back from. No, uh-uh. uh, and not it's only that, but That's- what they say is <clears throat> every time you roll your ankle, it's basically stretching it's stretching mm-hmm. the muscles and the tendons and stuff down there that they never really fully go back to their 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 position, which makes you more vulnerable to roll it again. Um, so this could be something if it's severe enough that's troublesome down the road for him. They said that it was a minor ankle sprain. Probably, oh, then he's just a little bitch for crying. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, they said that 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 the the cart is now mandatory for any injury at at camp. That the cart. Yeah, like getting but someone tears? on the cart. I, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if crying like a little girl is mandatory for any injury. But they, like they put him on the cart and took him back in, you know, to the to the whatever you call it, the the training center. And uh, but that was what that was what initially upset everybody. It was like, oh crap, they got the cart out. Like they're they're carrying him right. back in, and they said that's that's standard now. Um, uh, okay. So. <laughs> apparently he's ready to go anyway moral of the story is is that we don't need an offensive line because Eli's going to have to he's going to play a game of jackpot he's going to take two seconds just throw it up in the air and, he, and one of those guys is going to catch it Ingram <laughs> Shepard Marshall OB, someone's catching that ball <laughs> uh, look he's gonna, jackpot and just throw it in the air 700 <laughs> $400 I, I would almost be willing to put money on it that Eli would be Eli will finish the year <laughs> in the top five in interceptions. Sure, this absolutely. Year. Okay, I, I don't right. have a problem. With as long that. as we're not disagreeing there, yeah. He will but be you in know the top what? What else will finish the year with? What's that? A Super Bowl MVP. Oh no way! Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. No way. The Giants are going back to the Super Bowl. Oh man! And Eli Manning will win his third Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> it's just, it's unavoidable. Uh Jeez. Well, I guess my biggest concern right now, really in the Ravens camp, is um, everything. Nah, it's it's, it's my Flacco, biggest concern man. is just it's yeah. Flacco. Listen, that this this is the kind of shit that upsets me about the Ravens is the whole like 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 last year and the year before with Perryman. Well, it's like, oh, it's day to day. Except he never, you know, like it's day to day. It's month to month. It's week to week. And then he just never plays. But well, Flacco, see, it was. Part of that is Harbaugh's fault. He's, he's, Harbaugh doesn't play. He plays the, it close to the chest. Well, no, he doesn't play. You don't think he plays it close enough? He does. Exactly. He doesn't with injuries. When it comes to injuries, he tries to like when he's talking to the media, he tries to blow things off like they're not this like big concern and all that stuff. Yeah. And then when they become a big concern, then he buck, then he bottles up and he's like oh i'm just not going to say anything because i told you two weeks ago that it was minor and he'd probably be back in a couple days well turned out it wasn't so i have no idea what i'm talking about so so flacco (laughs) gets hurt and 
all the rumors are six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks across the board. This is what everybody's saying. Right. And then Harbaugh comes out and goes, no, he's going to be back in a week. Right. Okay. Well, it's been a week and I just got an update on my phone like two hours ago that says there is no timetable on Joe Flacco's return. Yeah. I mean, that's see being six foot four and being a bigger guy. I can relate to back issues. I've had back issues my entire life. Um, and as I've gotten older, they've gotten worse back things are something that can flare up at any given time. Sure. And there is no timetable for it. I've had back injuries before, shoveling snow, where you put a heating pad on it in a couple hours, you're okay. You know, but then I've had some where literally I took a shower one day and slipped a little bit while I was in the shower. I didn't fall, just slipped, just lost my balance, and I went to catch myself, and I was down for three days, like could not move for three days. So the severity of a back injury, I mean, can vary so much, especially at Joe's age and everything right. like it's, it's, and even if he's feeling all right, even if he says, all right, you know what? I'm throwing a football around. I'm feeling good. Da, 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 da. One he goes wrong move. one wrong move or one hit the wrong way. And mm-hmm. he's done. Yep. So that leads us to our biggest <laughs> hole, yes. our biggest I hole. Am, I on am the so team. glad that we were back this week. Cause I was like, man, when this is happening, I'm like, Oh my God, I need to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> But that leads us to our biggest hole. So, oh, your biggest hole, huh? Backup quarterback. Yes, sir. Ryan Mallett. I mean, he's done a serviceable job since he's been here and the little bit that he's had to play and that kind of thing since Flacco went down and all that. But so far in camp, he has looked. <laughs> he's looked awful. Awful. So bad. Pretty sure I could go out there and do Did a better job. Did you hear job. about the report of the three-way collision with him, Terrence West, and somebody else? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. There was a three-way yeah. collision between him. Ter- I guess they were practicing like a flea flicker or yep. something. And all three of them ran into each other. Yeah, right. Oh, and uh, Macklin. That was, it was all three of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. all slammed into each other. The three stooges. That is the guy that you want calling your plays. Is no. the guy that slams no, absolutely into. Absolutely not. The guy yeah, that, that I want calling our plays. Back and, <laughs> yeah, and the guy that I want calling our plays that they won't sign is Colin Kaepernick. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I have look, and this isn't this isn't. A, I completely agree because I think we probably agree on different levels here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't look at it. I don't get all into the, you're, you're way more on the sure. political end of it than I am. Mm-hmm. I don't really get into all that kind of stuff. But look, I'm not an idiot neither when it comes to football. Right. Colin Kaepernick is a much better quarterback. Than Ryan Mallett. Okay, now, there are salary cap issues that could prevent the Ravens from signing him, but there haven't even been any talks of any contract offers or anything like that, and then Colin Kaepernick turned us down because it wasn't enough money. If that was the case, well, all right, you played your cards, you tried making an offer, he didn't want to accept because it wasn't enough, then then you, you you move on from it. But... There's all this, you know, talk of him being blackballed because of he is know. being blackballed, and and that's and and you're right. I, I don't mean, think there's any way that at this point that you can say that Colin Kaepernick is not being blackballed, especially when it comes to the Ravens. Look at Kaepernick's numbers last year out of playing 11 games compared right. to Joe Flacco's numbers from a lot. They're almost identical. Right. Kaepernick played 11 games. Flacco played all 16. Their numbers are not. I think Flacco had like. Four or five more touchdowns than well, well. Here's the thing that that's the Kaepernick. Here's the thing that that's really big about it, and why I think he'd be such a good addition to our team is Greg Rome. Greg Roman. Uh, he's our he's our new uh, offensive okay. uh, <laughs> offensive line guy, and 
in Kaepernick's best years in San Francisco, he wrote, he worked with Roman. Okay. And so they have a really good working relationship together. Mm-hmm. And obviously during Kaepernick's best years, Jim Harbaugh was his head coach, right? Jim Harbaugh is John Harbaugh's brother. You don't think there's some sort of insight going on right. there? Or you don't some think sort of they communication? made a, You don't think John Harbaugh made a phone call? Right, exactly. Hey, like, bro, <laughs> do you think this might be a good decision for and, us and to that do? Was, and and that was the first thing that John said when they asked, you know, about the backup quarterback situation. Was listen, I've I've had some conversations with Colin Kaepernick. I called Jim. Right. Jim, he comes very highly recommended from Jim. Jim says that he's, you know, an upstanding guy. He's a good guy. He'd absolutely fit into any program that anybody would take in. Like, he called his brother immediately. Right. Ugh. It just, it, it, everything points to it making football sense. Sure. You know, then you've got all these, you know, these people out there and, and, and you know, veterans and 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 military people that are offended because of the whole you know him not standing for the flag and the the, the pledge here's the thing of, I, pledge I, I, the, and i'm sure that they're out there i'm sure there are i have not met or spoken to or heard from or read online or looked at a tweet from a single veteran veteran that has said fuck colin kaepernick every single veteran that i've seen has said I wouldn't do it, but more power to you, dude. That's what I fought for. You absolutely well, have every right to do it. See, this this goes back to like me not knowing enough about the military and not knowing enough about politics and that kind of thing. But I was listening to 105.7 the other night mm-hmm. or the other day, and this guy called in who claimed to be a veteran. Okay. And his story was, you know, he doesn't have a problem with Colin Kaepernick either. And his whole thing was – you know, when you when you sign up, uh, you know, to be in the army or to be in the, you know, the armed forces and that kind of thing, um, there's apparently some sort of other flag that they pledge their allegiance to. It's 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 the it's the brother. It's like a brotherhood type of flag. It's not hmm. it's not the American flag. The American flag represents America and, okay. and much more than just the military. And that was kind of his point was he doesn't feel as though. By by him not standing for the, the you know for the anthem that it's it's a shot at the military. The military has their own thing. He knows that you know he's more standing up for what the where the the state of the country and and yeah. and, and mm-hmm. him not feeling that you and know he said that right said and this, he has he but, said he's like I I got family that's in the military you know I I respect everything that they've done this has nothing to do with them like I I appreciate every sacrifice that they've ever made this has to do with you know. At things that are going on at home, not other things that are going on abroad. Right. You know, this is this is what's going on in my backyard. I'm seeing people that have the same skin color as me being killed. Right. Uh, because they move too fast in a car. Right. Whereas you know, a white guy pulls a gun gun in the same neighborhood on a cop, and they call in ten different cops to you know de-escalate the situation. They put they establish a perimeter, right. and you know they have, end up talking the guy down. But if it's a black kid in the same neighborhood, he gets shot instantly. Right. This is what, you know, this is what he's protesting. And there are lots of people that, you know, will say a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, that is that is his his issue is, listen, I think that black people are not getting the same treatment that white people are when it comes to the police. And it's his God given right. I mean, it's your God given right yeah. to stand up and, and, and stand for what you believe in mm-hmm. or, you know, 
your freedom of speech. I mean, even though you're not saying anything, your mm-hmm. your actions speak volumes. My um, my biggest problem with Colin Kaepernick is that he has come out and said that he wouldn't do it this year. So he's basically going back on his beliefs. Right. My biggest problem is, is, just, that, is that he's probably received so much backlash that he's like, you know what, I'm just I'm done with it. Well, and and you, you don't know why he did it before, but listen, this guy, this guy was offered a fourteen million dollar contract, and he passed on it. Yeah, like let's not act like oh he's doing it because of the money now. Like right. he he had guaranteed money from from the Niners, fourteen million dollars, and he passed on it. He said no, nah, that's that that's okay, and now he's in a place where you know nobody's picking him up, and and maybe. I don't know that it necessarily has as much to do with the money as much as it has to do just having a job, like to be, to do what he loves. He's he's still a football player, right? You know, he still loves to play football. Well, here's an example of how 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 uh, how much he's being blackballed right now. Right. The Miami Dolphins just signed Jay, Jay Cutler, Cutler to oh, a ten no. million dollar contract. Oh, no. How much was it? Ten million dollars uh, for one for year. One year? For oh, one year. Oh man. Jay Cutler. Oh, and seriously, who would you rather have throwing? That's what I'm saying. Would you rather have Jay Cutler throwing the ball? Miami even came out in a statement and said they didn't even consider it. I I had heard, I read somewhere that it was either going to be Jay Cutler or they were going to look at uh, Christian Ponder. Oh, good Lord. Christian Ponder? Really? That guy, I don't think he's played in three years. He He was terrible in Minnesota. He backed up for Teddy. Right. And well, then, he was a starter before Teddy. Right, that's right. That's, and was, then I think he was the backup once they drafted Teddy. But he was god-awful. Oh, man. Over so, Colin Kaepernick. It's, it's, it's super frustrating. Listen, and and like I said, everybody's got, you know, their opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> um, but unless you've had some kind of terrible surgery, in which case, that, that was uh, such an offensive joke, and I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but He speaks uh, for himself. <laughs> uh, anyway, what, I, what, what I'm saying is just like, listen, everybody's going to fall on one side of the coin when it comes to Colin Kaepernick. Right. When it comes to football, just football, there is no reason that he should not be playing football this no, year. No, that's what I'm saying. When There's it, absolutely it, it, no reason. There especially talking just just strictly talking the Ravens because I don't know everybody else's player personnel situation. I yeah. don't know everybody else's salary cap situation and all that kind of stuff. It makes football sense for the Ravens to sign Colin Kaepernick if they can make it work under the cap. Yes. They went out and signed a a tackle um from uh, that the Raiders cut the other day, which they needed that. They needed offensive line help uh and they got that. So now that you know where you're at with the the you know the offensive line, your next big hole is your backup quarterback position because you don't know what you're going into with Flacco this year. You just don't. With a bad back, it can flare up at any given time. It makes football sense to sign Colin Kaepernick because he's a much better option than Ryan Mallett. And you know if Bashadi's blocking it, even though you know. Um, Ozzie Newsom came out the other day and said, I don't know where that report came from. You know, Bashadi's not blocking any deals, this type of thing. Um, I think it's a shame right now. I think that's one of my biggest problems with the Ravens is their communications department. They need to hire a better, like do some better PR because it's like, you know, with the whole, you know, Bashadi's blocking it. I don't know who's saying that. Like somebody said it because it's obviously happening. Right. 
if everybody in the organization has commented on Colin Kaepernick, with the exception of Steve Bashotti, who's blocking this from happening? Right. Every single person. Ozzy's come out on it. Harbaugh's come out on it. Every single player on the team has come out on it and said, please, come here, Colin. We, we, we love you. We want you to be a part of this team. You're a great guy. Right. You, would, you would make sense here. We, we would love it, hands down. But, and Steve Bashotti has just said, well, it's not out of the realm of consideration. That's the only thing that he said on the matter. Right. Who's who's the person that's blocking? If everybody is so gung ho, you know, raging Har- Harbaugh's been for it since day one. He's always so it's not Harbaugh. It's not Harbaugh. And Ozzy said enough on it to, to indicate that he's in favor of it. Ozzy's the type of person in the past where when he wasn't for somebody, he he'll, came, tell he'll tell you. He'll mm-hmm. came out and told you he did with the whole Ray Rice situation. Sure. You know? And and that whole thing. And that and that that brings the like the next frustration up. It's like this, I am meeting the same people, like the same people in my circle that I know that were like, oh, there's no reason that they should get rid of Ray Rice. He made one mistake. Uh, are the same people that are like, to hell with Colin Kaepernick. I hope he burns in hell for the for the, for right. eternity. It's like, so someone who is exercising their First Amendment right, right. is a bad person. But somebody who, but someone who punches the their shit wife. out of their wife, yeah, is not uh, is is oh, it was just a mistake. And I was listening to the radio about this, and 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 a few people called in on different stations. And this is something that super upsets me: is that breaking the law is something that people can associate more with than wanting to uphold or defend the law. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he broke a law. He made a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. Well, fuck you for wanting to change the laws. That's the way things are. And if you don't like it, get over it and go back to, you know, why don't you go back to King Timbuktu or wherever the hell you're from? <laughs> like, dude, he's from California. <laughs> like, like, he's, he grew up in America. Like, he's he's lived here his entire life. Yeah, he's born right? here. I don't know what you want from him. Um, like, it's just, it is it is insane to me that people resonate more with someone that beats their wife. Yeah. Or what have you? People, Mike, Michael Vick. Oh, right. Michael yeah. Vick got a second chance in the NFL. Yeah. And the dude murdered countless dogs. Yeah. Just for, tortured. For, for sport, for fun. For funsies. Right. It's fun to hear them yelp. Yeah. Like, that. that is what Michael Vick did. And people are like, well, I don't like him. But everybody deserves a second yeah, chance. Right. But when it comes to... And and this is something like I I've been using our page for it, right? Uh, so sorry, uh, but like like I I use our Facebook page for it, like when one hundred five seven posts about it or CBS Sports posts about it or whatever. It's like I'll get in arguments with people about Colin Kaepernick from Birdland BS, um, <laughs> and it's like you realize what you're saying right now. You are saying that a man does not deserve a job, that. Some of you are saying, I hope he dies. He's a piece of shit. He's scum of the earth. He has betrayed America. Mm -hmm. You're saying all of this about one person regarding an opinion. His opinion. You're saying that, like, what if you applied for a job and you didn't get that job because of something that you just had an opinion on you would think that's not fair that has nothing to do with the job i'm, I'm capable of doing the job 
Right. Now, now every and the response that I get to that is, well, yeah, every employer has the right to hire or not hire somebody regarding their opinion because, you know, the, the Constitution protects against the government. It doesn't protect against private entities. And my response is, yeah, but the entire organization has already said, love to have you, bro. Right. So if the entire organization has said that. Why can't you get on board with that? If if you're if the team that you believe in and the team that you love and the team that you support can look at someone and make that decision, knowing that they've made decisions about shitty people in the past and have made the right decisions in the past, why wouldn't they make that? Why is this the wrong decision? Like yeah. like if they've made they made a good decision regarding Ray Rice, they've made other decisions when it comes to you know domestic abuse. No, I'm not taking that person. I don't want anything to do with them. Why is it the wrong decision now? Like if you've trusted them before, trust them now. Right. Uh, you know, it, I, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and then you hear about it. You hear all these people, you know, and like, again, I, like I said, I listen to the radio quite a bit and you get these people that will call in or, you know, again, social media and Twitter right. and that kind of thing. People that will call in and they'll be like, oh, you know, if 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 the Ravens sign Colin Kaepernick, I'm selling my PSLs, I'm getting rid of, you know, and, and they you know, try to say all these fans are not going to show up. I'll buy your PSLs. I will buy your tickets. And you want to sell them? You're right. Heartbeat. There's so many people here. I in got Baltimore. job now, bitches. Right. I, if you want to give me your lower level tickets for a thousand dollars because you're just trying to make some money off them, I will take those off your hands. Exactly. There's so many people here in Baltimore that that we're okay. If you want to sit your sorry ass at home and watch from home because you don't want to have somebody on the team, and let's that be honest, up you their... will watch from home. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not like you're not gonna watch. Yeah, yeah. You're just gonna what are you gonna pout on Sundays and hmm, Ravens? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Raymond signed Colin Kaepernick. I'm not watching. You're gonna yeah, burn right. it. You're gonna you're gonna out go here. out and buy buy his jersey and burn it in your backyard. And yeah. get, with your stupid hillbilly barbecue. But there is a, there's a protest organized this week in front of the stadium. It says you know it's a, it's like a pro Kaepernick protest. Like why aren't you doing this? And ten thousand people have already RSVP'd. Good. Ten thousand. Good. People have said, "What the hell are you doing? Sign this guy." Right. Like you know. I don't get it. The entire team's behind it. Suggs has already come out and said that the lo- it won't be a problem here and nope. it, it, with this locker room at all. You know, it it's it just again everything about it makes football sense and to me it makes social sense. Uh, and, and some people it, it won't make it social sense to them. But just to just to close out, you know the the whole me trying to sell Colin Kaepernick. What what do you have against Colin Kaepernick? Is it that he's such a good guy? Uh, because he's given away millions and millions and millions of dollars to charities of his choice. Like whether it has something to do with this issue or just like homeless kids in Africa or, you know, like flood victims. Who's the first person to write a check? It's not, it's not, I will say it this way. It's not the guy that you guys are posting a lot about. It's not the guy trying to make America great again. It's fucking Colin Kaepernick. Right. Who's, who's writing checks right now? The guy that you hate the most or the guy that you think is saving America? The guy that you hate the most is writing checks and literally saving people's lives. But you right. hate him for some reason because yeah. he you because he disagrees with you on one issue. He walks the walk. And if he wants to walk the walk and talk the talk at the same time with me, I don't have a problem with it. And the final th- selling point that I always try to drive home is that when he did this protest, he went to members of the military, members of the police that he was friends with, that he knew, that were in his family, what have you. And they all said the same thing. If you don't stand and you're just sitting, it kind of seems disrespectful. If you put your fist in the air, 
you know, a lot of people are going to attribute, you know, like the, the whole Olympics thing. Right. You know, they're, they're going to think of that or they're going to think of Black Panthers. Or they're going to think of something like that. If you take a knee, what you're doing is, is you are acknowledging those that are that have fallen. This, this is what we do when we lose someone. We take a knee because mm-hmm. we're acknowledging someone that's that's fallen for our country. At the same time saying, I can't I can't stand when I know that things are broken in my neighborhood, in my in my city, in my state, in my country. I just I can't stand for that and I won't stand for that, but I will take a knee for those that have done their best to make this country what it is and will continue doing so. Right. So all these people in you know, and all these different facets told him to do that and that's what he did. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like he was just like, fuck this, I'm gonna go take shit. <laughs> or like he did he just sat there and blew bubble gum. Like he 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 did what these members of institutions like the military, like the police, what have you recommended that he do. And, I, and I'm just going to end my feelings on this whole topic with just one simple concept or, or question. Is it ELE? Think about. Is it ELE? Everybody? Er, 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 no. <laughs> what reaction or would the reaction be the same had this been a white person taking the same stance. I think it would be completely different. And that's, I don't want to get into a bait about it. No. Yeah. But like, that's just, if it was a white quarterback who still felt the same way. Right. And took us that are going on. Would we even be having this conversation right now? Would that person still be employed? Yeah. But, that is moving a, that on. That's a very good question. Anyway, we've talked about that. We, we, we I don't think we really got anything else to talk about, do we? Uh, well, I mean, there's the uh, like you said um, that we just had the Hall of Fame game. Which, speaking of Hall of Fame, uh, one of my favorite players uh, watching, yeah, watching growing up, LT Lenanian Tomlinson got elected into the uh, the Hall of Fame this Dude, year. Dude, that, that was... kind of bummed me out that they they didn't let Philip Rivers go. Oh yeah, that was. That's bullshit. Both Philip Rivers he's, and he's uh, the fucking starting Antonio quarterback. Gaze. You think a, missing a day right. is going to set him so far back? Yeah, like like he. I get it if he was like a rookie and was behind the eight ball and you right, know needed sure. to learn a new system and this kind of. This guy's been in the league for what 13, 14, 15 years mm-hmm. now, something like that. He's been in the league for a long time. Antonio Gates, he's same thing. Been right. in the league the same mm-hmm. amount of time, you know same length of time. These are your two most veteran position players the on the team played with him like the, that right were his you know they these were two of the guys that got him where right, he was exactly and you're not going to let him go yeah that was uh that, that was bs but uh it was really cool to see him I, he's sure, he's yeah. he is one of the classiest players and the classiest people uh you, you'll ever you'll ever get yeah, to talk he really is if you ever listen to him you know in his interviews and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff he's so selfless he's always one to you know to thank somebody else or you know like his um his introduction speech was given by um um lorenzo neal his fullback and his whole thing was well you know he led me through all those runs so he's gonna lead me into the hall of fame you know so it was really cool if Um, you ever want to watch it i don't know if it's a football life or a 30 for 30 but the one on lt i don't know if i've ever actually seen that one i've seen one's really good talking about race like he goes back to where the tomlinson name began like in this like old ramshackle like house and i forget where he's from right um but it's it's really neat to watch him tr- like 
trace his roots as well as, you know, it being, you know, the football life thing or whatever it is, right. you know, talking about his career and everything. It's super, that, that one is really good too. I mean, they're all good. Like whenever I watch this, I'm like, how am I like getting emotional over a yeah. freaking like, like, <laughs> like I hate Bill Belichick with everything that I am. And I'm just like, wow, I, Bill Belichick, man. Like after I watch a 30 for 30 on Bill, yeah. Bill Belichick, I'm like, Holy crap, that dude's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just like paint them to be like the superhero of whatever sport they're playing at the time. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But then speaking of the continuing on with that whole uh, the Hall of Fame thing, you know, it, it, as, as great as it was to see LT, it made me sick to watch Jerry Jones get inducted. So I cannot stand <laughs> him. Cannot stand him. Don't like to listen to him talk. Uh, I mean, and, uh, granted, he's done a lot for the NFL. I can't say that. I can't say he's not done anything for the NFL. He has. Uh, but man, he just makes me sick. I can't stand watching that guy. Uh, and then to see Terrell Davis, another one, another, uh, classy guy and, and, yeah. and Jason Taylor, you know, mm-hmm. defensive, uh, defensive end from Miami. Uh, it was, it was a good class to see. Uh, but next year opens up availability for Ray Lewis. Sure. Jam- Why isn't Jamal Lewis in the hall of fame yet? Who? Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis is in the, is, is in he the, in the hall of fame? Yeah. Is he? I think. I don't think he is. Now you got me pondering. You might be right, actually. I don't think he is, because I uh, I heard an art. I think it was on 105.7 or or 98 Rock or something. Right, something today was like, if uh, what's his name? The one that you just mentioned, uh, Ray Lewis. No, no, no. Uh, before that, uh, who just got inducted? Uh, Terrell Davis. If Terrell if Terrell Davis is in in the Hall of Fame, they look at their numbers like kind of next to each other. Like yeah, but why see, see the thing Jamal with Terrell Davis, Davis is he got back. He won back to back Super Bowls. That's true. He was a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that's true. He was um, league MVP. He was um, three time All Pro, uh, and he yeah had, okay, you and he had a, a two thousand yard season. Right, so shut up, Fred. I'm just saying he was a pretty good damn running back. For a short period of time, but he was very good. Uh, no, it's just it's exciting. The, the, the uh, that's one Hall of Fame introduction that I plan on attending. Uh, is Rays? Is Rays, for sure. Yeah, I've never gone, never been to Canton, never seen the statues, never walked through, never yeah, done I'd a like tour. Yeah, to do that. would be cool. Like, that would be a really, really good, like, you know, four-day weekend type sure, of trip yeah. or whatever to go up there, watch him get inducted and do the tour of, this, you know, of the whole thing. Dude, speaking of Ray Lewis, we have, I don't know if you've heard this, but 98 Rock does a segment. It's called Everyday Ray. Uh-huh. And it's just like where Ray Lewis gets a regular job now. And it's like always a different job every time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, Ray Lewis, I didn't know that you were an OBGYN now. Girl, gotta get those heels up in them stirrups. <laughs> and it's just like him giving like these motivational speeches. Like, oh, Ray Lewis, you're a dentist now? Boy, better open that mouth. <laughs> you ain't you ain't never seen a man draw no cavities like me before. <laughs> it's everyday Ray. You gotta check oh, it out. It's super funny. All right. He says 98 Rock? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I have to check that out. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but the season's coming, man. I mean, uh, we just had, like I said, just had the Hall of Fame game um, coming. with uh, the Cardinals and the Cowboys. And uh, that was a you know pretty entertaining game, actually, if you it, watched it. Uh, uh, no, I refuse to watch anything involving the Cowboys. Uh, it was it was a pretty entertaining game. Uh, uh, Blake Gabbert uh, for the uh, for the Cardinals got the start. Right. And I mean, I think he was 12 for 12 to start the game and he had like two touchdowns in the first like eight minutes of the game or whatever. He, uh, he looked great. 
considering it was the first preseason game. Yeah. Uh, but then the Cowboys ended up coming back and, and went in 20 to 18. But, uh, yeah, so. Hell with the Cowboys. I'm just hoping. I'm hoping that it's not a shit show to watch this first preseason game with the Ravens. You know, oh, I, I think it will be. I, I, they need to clean. I mean, from what, what, what you've heard in camp and all that stuff. Now, granted, apparently the last couple days, Mallet's done a lot better and they've looked a lot better, but, uh. Man. I think that's all posturing. I mean, it could be. I think that's posturing in light of the Kaepernick thing. Like, oh, no, Mel's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, no, he's doing great now. I don't know what you guys are talking about, Colin Kaepernick. We oh, get, yeah, that's just a great backup quarterback. Forget about the five interceptions he threw the other day. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got benched at your own practice, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know who else got uh, benched, at, uh, benched at practice was, um, shit, uh, Jacksonville. Uh, the quarterback? Uh, yeah. Um, um, who is that? Oh Bortles? my God! Yeah, Blake Bortles. Okay, it is Bortles. Man, it's been a while since I paid attention to football. Um, <laughs> Bortles, Bortles, I think threw like seven or eight interceptions in his own practice. He got benched. Jesus, man, starting quarterback, dude, making. Can you imagine making that kind of money and throwing eight 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 interceptions against your own team? No, no, I can't. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> but you know who's not the quarterback in Jacksonville? Colin Kaepernick. It's it's not Tony Romo. Oh fuck you! <laughs> Gosh. I told you it would never be Tony Romo. I was gonna make my fantasy Jackson, football bro. name "You Know Nothing Romo," but I didn't <laughs> think that it like didn't have the same timbre as "You Know Nothing Jon Snow." You know, because, like it kind of rhymes, but right. I figured since Tony Romo is gonna be a commentator this year, like "You Know Nothing Romo." Uh, <laughs> uh, but speaking of fantasy football, yeah. uh, did you set up? You set up your league? Yeah, my league set up. Uh, my league set up. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, I didn't get to be in your league because you're our Mr. Moneybags over here charging fifty dollars. It's fifty dollars. Come on now, you listen, got a job now. You can I got afford a job. Fifty dollars. I got listen. We're going out to dinner after this, and I'm paying with a Visa gift card. <laughs> like I, I have a budget that I got to uh, stick to. I got, I got goals, son. <laughs> um, but if you win, think of the pot. You right. know, you, you put I your I money lose, where your mouth is, which I always do. Oh, okay. I, well, and listen, I don't that. suck at fantasy football. I always come in second or third, but. Well, my league is set up where third place, you win your money back. Yeah, that's how mine is. Second place, you double your money. Yeah. And then first place, you get the rest. Yeah. Uh, so, that's eh, whatever. I mean, it's it is we've it got is. 12 teams in there now. If I added you, I'd have to add a 14th. And yeah, that's I did a 10-team league in the, my league. Ours, oh, God, I hate that. Why ten, do you hate that? Because then everybody the, on your team is good. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's there's no strategy to it. It's just you pick a whole bunch of players and you hope that you're healthy, you know, at the end of the year. As long as your roster stays healthy, you should be in good shape. It's no real it's, strategy. You're to no it. real strategy. <laughs> Listen, I also made it PPR. Okay. And I made uh, and I had the uh, IDP. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Still, I've just... I'm going to draft me a JJ Watt. I think. <laughs> yeah, but I see the thing with that is like because I've never done it, I don't know where to draft them. Like, do you draft them in the early rounds? Everything that I've read says draft, draft them last. That's that's what I figured. Everything that I've but... read is like even if you want to draft two or three players on your bench before you draft your defensive player, do it because. Everybody's only going to pick one. There's going to be so many available right. that, you know, the, your bye week for that guy, it's like, oh, yeah, I had J.J. Watt, but now I have, you know, friggin' uh, whoever. You know, like just right. another number one kind of defensive player just because there's 10 people in this league. Right. And you only have one. There's there's bound to be a crap ton of other number yeah, ones that you right. pick up just for one week. So. 
I guess if we're going to do it in a 10-man team. It's just extra points, and it's just kind of fun to pay attention to defense at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you right. have a defense that you've picked, you're paying attention to that one team, but it's nice to be able to, like, look at, you know, other games, too. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, but speaking of that, I think we decided that we wanted to do our drafts live on the air. Or not our drafts, but our our draft orders. Yeah. Live. Yeah, that, I think tape. that would be kind of cool just to uh, add another twist to it, you know. and, and uh, Just to make some of, you, some of you SOBs listen to our podcast. Yeah. If you want to know what draft order you have. Tune in. You better listen. So you want to do yours next week and I'll do mine the week after? Yeah, that's fine. That'll All right, work. we'll do that. So tune in next week and Fred will announce the uh, the order of his Fantasy Football League's uh, draft picks. Uh, we'll also videotape it. That way you can see that we've done it uh, to uh, to the trust. Yeah, uh, Matt's to, to not in my league in any way, so he has nothing to gain. Yeah, I have nothing to gain. Kind of he way. is in my league, but I don't like I'll him. I'll let you so. – I guess I'll let you pick the names out of the hat. That's so fine. That way it's, you know, fair. Sure, sure. And uh, as long as There's I'm – There's a big old cow on your TV. <laughs> <laughs> it went from Orioles to golfing to bull riding. Man, Masson really needs to pick up pick Is that up what this game. is, Masson? Yeah, I it is I think it is Masson. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think we're done here. I think we need to go eat some food. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Look, it's it's been fun. Uh I've missed doing this. Uh, I'm glad you're uh, back in the saddle and working again. And I'm back in the saddle again. <laughs> oh, there's our song for this week. Uh, Nailed it. Finally snuck it in there. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, we, we appreciate you being patient with us. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, help us spread the word, as always. You They're know, back. Let us know that. Let, let everybody know that we back. That we back. <laughs> Share uh, the words, share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. We have know. all the things. We have all the things. Again, <laughs> don't be afraid to interact with us. You know, I want you guys to, you know, don't text me. If you got a question about something yeah, I said on the show, more than, oh, dude, say something on our social media. Week, except I think this, this, and this. Right. Like, well, freaking put it on my Facebook, bro. Yeah, start a conversation. Let's start a debate. You, you know, don't like you don't Colin Kaepernick? Come at me, bro. Tell me why. I'll argue with you. I argue with strangers on the internet all day anyway. I change my damn phone number just so you don't have to text me. Yeah, you bunch of a-holes. Anyway, <laughs> where, where are we going for dinner? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot to choose from up here, so we'll figure something out. All right. Until next week. Again, remember, it's on Mondays now, so pay attention to that. Uh, au revoir, everybody. Bye-bye. Peace out, bitches. <laughs>